0: Mike Dell's World, number 173 for January 13th, 2011. Happy New Year.
1: A conversation, you can't even finish it. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. When I have nothing to say, on oh, my lips are sealed. Say something once, so oh, I say it again. Oh, oh. psycho killer, guess the same. Guess es the que se... Ah ah ah
0: And welcome to the first Mike Dell's World podcast of 2011. Of course, I've been doing a lot of video stuff, as you uh, have probably noticed if you've been paying attention to my website. <laughs> Got a new uh, video editing program, and just learning all the uh, all the uh, stuff about that, and uh, yeah, it's going all right. It seems to. Seems to be that I either compress it too much and it's choppy video or I don't compress it enough and it's a really huge file. But uh, I'll find the happy medium at some point. I am uploading them to uh, YouTube and that usually fixes uh, fixes them up too, so uh, I don't have to worry so much. Anyway, that song was uh, Psycho Killer, the cover of Psycho Killer by the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. They're an interesting group. Just uh, Google them and uh, check out some of the videos. Uh, it's about uh, 8, 10, 12. Uh, depends on uh, which performance you, you see on YouTube there, but uh, <laughs> they're really good. I think I've played them before. And I figured that was kind of appropriate due to uh, what's been going on in the news lately. Down there in Arizona, that psycho uh, killer that... Uh, that uh, shot the congresswoman and killed several people, and and uh, hopefully will uh, rot in jail and then uh, and then uh, burn in hell for eternity. But uh, anyway, I've been kind of disappointed in in how people are politicizing that, and and I would say, you know, it's more on the left than on the right uh, this time. You know, sometimes it goes one way, sometimes it goes the other. Uh, I think they're all weird, but, uh, anyway, uh, thing that, uh, that I don't get immediately. They were, you know, the, the, some of the left opponents uh, there were, uh, blaming Rush Limbaugh and blaming Sarah Palin and, and all this stuff. Well, come to find out the guys that did it was kind of a liberal hippie and, uh, didn't watch the news, didn't listen to talk radio, probably uh, re- barely even ever heard of, uh, Sarah Palin, or Rush Limbaugh, or Michael Savage, or uh, Mark Levin, or any of the other people I've heard bandied about, or Glenn Beck. It was kind of funny, what's his name, Uh, the inventor of RSS, and for the life of me, for some reason I can't uh, think of his name right offhand, but uh, he's been... uh, on a Twitter rampage about, uh, Glenn Beck for some reason. I ain't quite figured that one out. Uh, I don't think of his name here in a second. Cause, uh, I kind of engaged him a little bit. Uh, da-da-da-da-da. what's his name? Jeez. he always goes off on rants and stuff, but uh, he's the inv- inventor of, of, uh, RSS and, and indirectly podcasting. And, uh, him and Adam Curry uh, used to do a podcast together until, uh, until they had some sort of falling out. So I I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll figure it out here in a second. Yeah, it bugs me when I can't, uh, Dave Weiner, there we go. And, uh, well, Dave Weiner, you know, put up a, a picture of Glenn Beck, you know, with a gun in his hand and says, hi, I'm Glenn Beck. I'm against violence. You know, and I, of course I, had to shoot back, you know, said, hey, uh, a gun doesn't equal violence, that, and that I carry a gun, and I'm the most nonviolent person you'll ever meet, and if guns cause crime, mine's broken. Of course, that's a, a play on, uh, on a tagline of one of my favorite podcasts there over at the Gun Rights Radio podcast. <laughs> he always says, uh, says, if guns cause crime, mine's defective. And, uh, of course, there's another podcast over there, and I'll put links to those. There's the Handgun Podcast and the Handgun World Podcast, uh, two different ones over there. The guy that does the Handgun World Podcast, he always says, uh, I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. And, of course, my uh, tagline, of course, it's been used over and over again, but uh, when seconds count, the cops are minutes away. So, anyway. And let's see. Uh, oh, I did record uh, the speech by uh, Sarah Palin. And I'm going to go ahead and throw that in here. Uh, you can uh, forward ahead about, uh, I don't know, I think it's six minutes. Something like that, uh, if you don't want to listen to her. But uh, you know, listen to her. She's got uh, some interesting things to say about all this.
2: Like millions of Americans, I learned of the tragic events in Arizona on Saturday, and my heart broke for the innocent victims. No words can fill the hole left by the death of an innocent, but we do mourn for victims' families as we express our sympathy. I agree with the sentiment shared yesterday at the beautiful Catholic Mass held in honor of the victims. The Mass will hopefully help begin a healing process for the families touched by this tragedy and for our country, mm-hmm. our exceptional country. So vibrant with ideas and passionate exchange and debate of ideas, it's a light to the rest of the world. Congresswoman Giffords and her constituents were exercising their right to exchange ideas that day to celebrate our republic's core values and peacefully assemble to petition our government. It's inexcusable and incomprehensible why a single evil man took the lives of peaceful citizens that day. There is a bittersweet irony that the strength of the American spirit shines brightest in times of tragedy. We saw that in Arizona. We saw the tenacity of those clinging to life, the compassion of those who kept the victims alive, and the heroism of those who overpowered a deranged gunman. Like many, I've spent the last few days reflecting on what happened and praying for guidance. After the shocking tragedy, I listened at first puzzled, then with concern, and now with sadness, to the irresponsible statements from people attempting to apportion blame for this terrible event. President Reagan said, We must reject the idea that every time a law is broken, society is guilty rather than the lawbreaker. It is time to restore the American precept that each individual is accountable for his actions. Acts of monstrous criminality stand on their own. They begin and end with the criminals who commit them. Not collectively with all the citizens of a state. Not with those who listen to talk radio. Not with maps of swing districts used by both sides of the aisle. Not with law-abiding citizens who respectfully exercise their First Amendment rights at campaign rallies. Not with those who proudly voted in the last election. The last election was all about taking responsibility for our country's future. Now, President Obama and I may not agree on everything, but I know he would join me in affirming the health of our democratic process. Two years ago, his party was victorious. Last November, the other party won. In both elections, the will of the American people was heard, and the peaceful transition of power proved yet again the enduring strength of our republic. Vigorous and spirited public debates during elections are among our most cherished traditions. And after the election, we shake hands and we get back to work. And often both sides find common ground back in D.C. and elsewhere. If you don't like a person's vision for the country, you're free to debate that vision. If you don't like their ideas, you're free to propose better ideas. But, especially within hours of a tragedy unfolding, journalists and pundits should not manufacture a blood libel that serves only to incite the very hatred and violence that they purport to condemn. That is reprehensible. There are those who claim political rhetoric is to blame for the despicable act of this deranged, apparently apolitical, criminal. And they claim political debate has somehow gotten more heated just recently. But when was it less heated? Back in those calm days when political figures literally settled their differences with dueling pistols? In an ideal world, all discourse would be civil and all disagreements cordial. But our Founding Fathers knew they weren't designing a system for perfect men and women. If men and women were angels, there would be no need for government. Our Founders' genius was to design a system that helps settle the inevitable conflicts caused by our imperfect passions in civil ways. So we must condemn violence if our republic is to endure. As I said while campaigning for others last March in Arizona during a very heated primary race, I said, we know violence isn't the answer. When we take up our arms, we're talking about our vote. Yes, our debates are full of passion, but we settle our political differences respectfully at the ballot box, as we did just two months ago, and as our republic enables us to do again in the next election, and the next... That's who we are as Americans, and how we were meant to be. Public discourse and debate isn't a sign of crisis, but of our enduring strength. It is part of why America is exceptional. No one should be deterred from speaking up and speaking out in peaceful dissent. And we certainly must not be deterred by those who embrace evil and call it good. And we will not be stopped from celebrating the greatness of our country and our foundational freedoms by those who mock its greatness by being intolerant of differing opinion and seeking to muzzle dissent with shrill cries of imagined insults. Just days before she was shot, Congresswoman Giffords read the First Amendment on the floor of the House. And it was a beautiful moment, and more than simply symbolic, as some claim, to have our Constitution read by our Congress. I am confident she knew that reading our sacred Charter of Liberty was more than just symbolic. But less than a week after Congresswoman Giffords reaffirmed our protected freedoms, another member of Congress announced that he would propose a law that would criminalize speech that he found offensive. It is in the hour when our values are challenged that we must remain resolved to protect those values. Recall how the events of 9-11 challenged our values and we had to fight the tendency to trade our freedoms for perceived security. And so it is today. Let us honor those precious lives cut short in Tucson by praying for them and their families and by cherishing their memories. Let us pray for the full recovery of the wounded. And let us pray for our country. In times like these, we need God's guidance and the peace He provides. We need strength to not let the random acts of a criminal turn us against ourselves or weaken our solid foundation or provide a pretext to stifle debate. America must be stronger than the evil we saw displayed last week. We are better than the mindless finger-pointing we endured in the wake of the tragedy. We will come out of this stronger and more united in our desire to peacefully engage in the great debates of our time, to respectfully embrace our differences in a positive manner, and to unite in the knowledge that, though our ideas may be different, we must all strive for a better future for our country. Yes, may God bless America.
0: And that was Sarah Palin, and that was via Vimeo, I think. She uh, posted that speech, but of course it's been all over the place. And in case you missed it, I put it in here. Anyway, it was kind of ironic that, uh, well, let me backtrack. When the opening day of Congress of this session, you know, when the Republicans took over, they read the Constitution uh, end-to-end as their first order of business. After electing the speaker and all that stuff, and that was kind of sad watching uh, Nancy Pelosi leave, and and not sad in that I'm disappointed that she left. I'm disappointed, or not disappointed. It was it was just sad, uh, sad commentary that uh, she sort of hung on a little bit longer than she probably should have. But anyway, that's beside the point. But anyway, they read the Constitution, and most of the Democrats you know left the the room you know didn't didn't want to listen to it didn't want to participate whatever well uh, congresswoman giffords the one that uh, got shot in the head uh she read the first amendment so she stuck around for it and she actually read some of it okay got to give her credit for that i've been hearing from uh, my friend down in uh, that lives in tucson that uh, she isn't exactly the middle of the road type democrat she's you know definitely a left winger but hey you know got to give her credit because of uh you know you know you, you know she actually participated and didn't uh you know didn't pull a little tantrum because uh you know because the, the you know their party was out of power and i don't know i think it's good every once in a while to switch it up and i also think it's good that uh you know, one party with the White House and at least one House of Congress needs to be the opposite party, and I don't care which party it is, and actually there should be more than two parties, but that's a discussion for another thing. I don't want to get overly political, but I did want to uh, get my thoughts out about about that, you know, and you know, there's all these knee-jerk reactions, you know, some congressman, wanted to curtail the first amendment, you know, well, geez, usually they go after the second amendment. They're doing that too. But it's like, dude, it's free speech. That's what free speech means. If you don't agree with it, you still have the right, you know, they still have the right to say it. And, you know, there's always going to be psychos. Okay. Even if there wasn't one bit of dissenting opinion on the airwaves uh, there still would be psychos out there do stuff you know do bad things it's just the way it is and in a free society you know that just happens it's not great it's not the best part of of our society but you know you can't make a law that's going to apply to criminals because by definition a criminal breaks laws so if you make more laws they'll just break more laws it's you know it's a vicious cycle but Really, there you know, more gun control would not have stopped this guy. Uh, even even more guns. I had a, another friend of mine say that uh, you know, well, geez, at Arizona, there should have been somebody there with a, a CCW and be carrying a gun and you know take the guy out. Well, the problem with that is, you know, if I was there and I had my gun, and I'll tell you a little story about that afterwards. But if if I was there and I had my gun, I certainly wouldn't have pulled it out. I mean, the guy, you know, was done within, you know, all right. somebody said 11 seconds. I think it was longer than that. Uh, He fired about 25 rounds or 30 rounds, something like that. So maybe, you know, maybe 15 to 20 seconds. Well, in that time, it's going to take you that long just to figure out what the hell's going on. Second off... Okay, if I pull my gun to shoot the guy, and I, <clears throat> and I shoot the guy while he's shooting, the next guy that pulls his gun is going to shoot me because they're going to think I'm the gunman. Okay, so, yeah, why would I want to pull my gun out? You know, my gun's to protect me first. And if I can do something to protect other people, well, then I will. But my duty is to protect myself. That's, what, uh, that's why I would carry a gun. And uh, anyway, ironically, uh, the people that tackled this guy, uh, I guess the, he was, you know, trying to reload and uh, a bunch of people tackled him. Well, a couple of the people that were in the crowd that tackled him were carrying a gun at the time and decided not to pull it. Like I said, it, that stuff happens so fast that, uh, you know, even even a, you know, a crowd full of gun carriers wouldn't have stopped it. You know, it was just one of those things, you know, just like the... Uh, School board shooting there in uh in Florida, you know that lady walked up behind the the guy and bopped him over the head with a purse or a bag or something and you know had I you know in that case, had I been there and had I had a gun, I probably could have got a shot off at him, but then again, there's that security guard he's on the outside, the one that finally did shoot the guy i mean if i if I would pull my gun and shoot the guy. I better get that thing back in my holster because uh, you know when the cops or the or the uh, security guard you know come in the room not knowing what's going on see me stand there with a gun I'm likely to get shot so you know those type of shootings just not uh, just not a good place to uh, play Rambo you know I don't carry a gun to be a Joe Blow badass and and all that I, I carry it to protect myself and my family or whoever I'm with. But uh I don't carry it to protect the public in general. That's what the police are for, and they do as good a job as they can at it. Uh, you know like I said, and as I, as I said before, you know, when seconds count, the police are minutes away, and that's true. So you know I've got to have the means to protect myself long enough for the cops to get there or to get out of the situation. That's actually the goal is to uh stop the threat and get out of the situation. You know, if I walk into a convenience store and it's being robbed or it gets robbed while I'm in the store, if I can make it out the door, I'm going out the door. I'm not pulling my gun out. <laughs> you crazy? You know, it, its first, first order is to get away, be a good witness. You know, I, and, you know, I, I don't want to be a hero. All uh, right. Put it this way. If I can be, I will. But, uh, I, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty... Uh, You know, like I said, if there's a robbery in progress, unless I can get a good shot off at the guy and, you know, be reasonably sure that uh, when the cops bust through the door, they're not going to get me, (laughs) you know, because they don't know what's going on. Uh, You know, so anyway, enough about that. I'm going to play another song here, although I can't remember what it is. So let me uh, get it queued up here so that I can tell you. This is uh, Hot Buttered Rum. That's a group that I've played before. And uh, this is uh, the song Right Between Your
3: Eyes. Hey, this is Aaron Redner from Hot Buttered Rum. And you're enjoying Mike Dell's World Podcast. (music) Searching for what's right between my eyes With that beyond control, it's a complicated list to simplify your soul. Now, keep in mind, there's always time, each breath there is a way to remind me that the path I'm on, if you go one day, yes, I think I'm home. Eyes, yeah Right between my eyes
1: Oh Right to my
3: eyes And in my mind you'll find me I'm rooted as the trees I'm as fluid as the water That me to my knees Yes, I'm drifting towards the ocean And I'm picking up leaves There's nothing I won't do to have you loved me. I think I'm whole, I think I'm whole How nice to look at you again
0: i said that was hot buttered rum that's off of their cd the olive sessions i think that was their first cd but uh anyway got that over at aerial publicity and uh, thanks mark for uh introducing mike dell's world anyway geez not not full of great news uh, around here uh lately and this podcast especially but uh one other thing that's been going on is uh as you know, I went in June to uh drive my father in law and mother in law home from Texas uh, their winter house down there, and uh, my dad or father in law is uh suffering from malignant melanoma, and he was doing really good over the summer they had him on some special drug and uh, u of m there university of michigan some trial and didn't uh it, it worked good for a while but then started screwing up other uh other uh, uh like something to do with his blood work and uh, so they had to stop that and once they did the, the cancer come back pretty aggressively and uh, now he's not doing as well he's uh going through some other treatments there in the Muskegon area. And uh, anyway, so it's not not looking great. Uh, Kathy went down uh, this afternoon to uh, stay with him for a few days there uh, up through the weekend or at least through Saturday. So uh, at least that's good. She's going to go spend some time with him. He's in pretty good spirits, but uh, it's just not uh, not looking good. Darn it. When that happens, but uh, you know, then again, uh, he's 80 years old and uh, had a pretty uh, good life. Uh, at least he's had lots of fun. He's been retired for a long time, he's a teacher, so he retired quite young. And they've been going to Texas every winter and used to come home and uh, go ice fishing for a couple of weeks in the winter and uh, you know, right after Christmas, and then he'd go back to Texas. And they said they uh, had a good time, but uh, like I said, he's in pretty rough shape, and uh, my prayers are definitely with him and, of course, the rest of the family, and uh, I'll probably uh, go down there the following weekend, I'm guessing, uh, with Kathy, or I might uh, might buzz down there this weekend. I don't know, but uh, I got to work yet tonight. By the way, this is one of the rare evening recording sessions of Mike Dell's World. I normally don't record... At night I usually record in the morning when I get done with work but uh since the house was empty and uh, not noisy and uh all that good stuff I figured I'd uh, knock one out tonight. Uh got to take the uh, cat to the vet tomorrow. Uh, stupid cat. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure what the record oh, excuse me the recording schedule is going to be for what's up with that with Jim Farley? Uh generally we Record on Friday mornings, but like I said, I don't know if that's going to happen or not so anyway, hey, I got one more song to play here uh, It's a group for another group from uh, uh, oh what is it aerial publicity so uh, let me uh, let me play that and I'll tell you about it afterwards
4: Hi this is Christy from Glasswave, and we're proud to be a podsafe artist <laughs> Till he heartless maker. glass they love to hate.
0: a group called Glass Wave. and you can find them over at uh, Aerial Publicity and cyberpr.com uh, I guess would be the uh, official place for that but uh, they're pretty good and that song was called Creature uh, they're interesting I don't know if uh, I'd want to listen to that a whole lot but I uh, eh, thought it was uh, worth a play here and as you notice I don't have any sponsors currently Although uh, I do believe I got a couple of sponsors coming on. I, I do have a couple of uh, offers on the website, so go check those out over in the uh, right sidebar. Uh, Bluehost, if you want to host your website, I got a pretty good deal over there. It's uh, 60, well, around $60 for the year, or a little bit less, I think maybe $55. I don't know, it works out to like $6 a month, something like that. Uh, if you click the, the banner over there, it'll tell you more. Uh, Host unlimited domains, unlimited bandwidth, so on and so forth. And I got a couple other uh, free trial offers and stuff over there. So go check that out if you want to. Like I said, not going to booger this one up with too many uh, ads or anything like that. And uh, I think I'm just going to get out of here. Coming up on uh, 40 minutes here. Uh, That should be enough for a uh, Mike Dell's World podcast thank you for listening and uh, if you're a new listener uh, thanks for finding me and uh, tell your friends if you enjoy what you hear this is kind of my long form play a little music talk a little bit uh you know kind of what's going on in my life and uh, sometimes the world i also do a, a a little short version of it called mike dell unplugged and uh They do a video version, which is, like I said, they're all different. There's no, you know, the content between the the three feeds over there is different. Uh, They don't uh, do a video version of this podcast, and they don't do a short version of this podcast. They just do, you know, the the unplugged feed is, uh, you know, a lot of times it's from my phone. Uh, I can record and upload from my phone, so I put that in a different feed because, you know, it's just me out on the out on the road or out in the world somewhere and I got something to say, I say it. And the video could be just about anything. Uh, The last three or four days I've put out uh, a few videos and this, that, and the other thing. So anyway, go check all that out over at MikeDell.com. That's MikeDell.com, just like the guy that uh, started the computer company, except for uh, I'm a month younger and... uh, Definitely not as uh, affluent. (laughs) Let's put it that way. (laughs) Anyway, so catch me later.